BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, DGens, it is Tuesday, May 23rd. The Nuggets are on the way to the finals. LeBron might be retiring, and the NFL owners made some key changes. I'm Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Sex Panther. Going a little early today, Sex Panther. No, we're going a little early. I actually should do a lot of favors for rosy issues, as I am on the south side of Chicago right now. Might be catching some of the degenerates off guard. Quite a few times we get some loyal listeners at the regular time slot, we'll see what happens this morning. But, um, yeah, lots happened yesterday. Uh, the sweeps continue. Where do you want to start? Yeah, let's talk about this Nuggets team. The Nuggets did complete the sweep of the Los Angeles Lakers. Came back from 15 down, by the way. The Nuggets were trailing that game. They clawed their way back. Uh, took out LeBron and Lakers. Uh, LeBron, for his part, I think he he was one rebound shy of a triple-double himself. Scored 40 points in the elimination game. Jokic, once again, another triple-double. His eighth of the postseason. I think that's the most ever in NBA history in a postseason. This guy is just fucking killing it. Jamal Murray with the key stop down the stretch uh, in, in, in the final seconds. LeBron driving to the basket. Jamal Murray gets the key stop. Denver Nuggets on the way to the NBA Finals. Kind of felt like that was inevitable. Kind of felt like this team was going to make the Finals. And they locked in their ticket. Could could find out their opponent tonight. We'll get to that game in a little bit. Uh, what, what do you think, man? Uh, Denver Nuggets said uh, they got to be kind of like the favorite to win the, the title at this point, right? Well, they've got to be the favorite. But, man, I, you know, with the assumption that Miami's not going to lose four in a row, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like the best team in the NBA versus a team of destiny. Like this Miami Heat team, they, they just won't bear the Celtics uh, last time out. So, well, we'll talk about that game. But Denver, I, listen, <laughs> the, the head coach escapes me, but the head coach of Denver kind of was throwing a few darts at the media like, hey, we're pretty good. This Jokic guy is pretty good. And it's always. Lakers, and here they are to win, and then LeBron comes out, oh, well, might be hanging them up. Like, can you just fucking take a day off so we can celebrate the winner for once? Um, this Denver team, as long as they've been healthy, right, they've got 
Jokic, they've got Murray, they've got Aaron Gordon. This healthy Nuggets team, I mean, they got to keep this team around because they are really, really good, really young. Nikola Jokic is only, what, 27 years old. Jamal Murray's not that old. Aaron Gordon, I think we feel like, has been around, you know, that all or the uh, slam dunk contest was like 10 years ago. It really wasn't. Um, but this is a really good team. I'm excited to watch them get into the finals, especially if it's against a veteran scrappy team like the Miami Heat. Yeah, I always confuse Aaron Gordon for Blake Griffin. Like honestly, the two have kind of <laughs> merged into my fucking head. Uh, very similar uh, dunk style style of play. Like you know, I, I don't know. Like uh, yeah, he does seem a lot older than he actually is, but he's 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 going to be. A, a kind of a critical component. I remember when they made that trade, I was like, hell, that's a hell of a trade. If they only had Jamal Murray healthy, and now Jamal Murray's healthy, this team is going to be tough to beat. Yeah, we'll get into the Miami Heat game uh, team uh, because they they are something special as well. So uh, it's going to be a ratings nightmare. The NBA uh, league office is going to hate a Denver fucking Miami championship, but from a basketball standpoint, that might be possibly the best series we could have gotten. On to the LeBron thing. Listen, I'm torn on this because he is 38 years old. He's still really fucking good, though. Like, he's so fucking good. Like, at 38 years old, he's better than most of the players in the league. I still I still put LeBron in my top five of the best players right now. And he's 38 years old on the decline, uh, if you want to call it. Um, so, I mean, of course he's going to talk about potential retirement because that's what aging athletes do each year the question comes up i gotta mull my future we know he wants to play with his son so i don't think he's retiring so part of it just seems like it seems like lebron making it about him you know i, I at one point they asked him about uh Jokic, Jokic hit this fucking fall away three-pointer and lebron's just like i mean what do you do what do you, he fucking pulled it pulled the pulled the ball back behind his head larry bird style closed his eyes fucking how do you defend that? And so, I, you know, he was definitely giving kudos to Jokic. He was definitely giving uh, kudos to the Nuggets. But then he really did make it about himself. Like, kind of stole the thunder from uh, that. I don't think Denver minds. I don't. I really don't think the Nuggets care about that. But doesn't it a little bit reek of LeBron trying to steal some attention? I mean, it does. But at the same time, it's kind of I mean, our mutual dislike overall dislike for lebron james i think this is the narrative though anytime you get an aging veteran superstar right tom brady um is it your last game are you done those kind of things when when you know they can't ask them well what's next as far as the next series next game because their season's over so ask him what's next for his career and i think there is some reality setting in that he can't stay healthy. He misses a ton of games. And But to your point, when he is on the floor, when he is healthy and he does play, I don't know about top five, but he's top ten. I mean, this guy does at 38 years old, which a lot of guys aren't doing at 28 years old. He is special. He, I, I have always called him an absolute freak on the floor. Uh, he's just one of those things that when he talks, I just don't want to listen. Uh, but as an absolute athlete, the guy's a stud, one of the best of all time. Um, I think this is another, this series, this outcome, granted, 38 years old, I get it, but can we stop with the GOAT debate? The GOAT thing's over, right? Uh, I mean, still Jordan. 
yeah, it's 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 been Jordan since the uh, mid nineties. It's, it's still Jordan. There's there's no there's no debate. It's still Jordan. Uh, and I say that as a bitter Celtics fan who saw Jordan rip my heart out for uh, quite a few seasons myself. Uh, now where where there might be a little bit of smoke around this fire. Panther. I don't know if you were aware of this. I found this out uh, probably a week or two ago. I didn't think much of it at the time. But apparently the documentary crew that filmed The Last Dance has been following LeBron around this season. So that might come into play. You know, that might, uh, I, I don't know. Again, a little suspect that he's he's talking about retirement for the first time ever. I've never heard him talk about retirement. You know, like I've never really heard him question the offset i've never heard him do that before that's the first time i've done that i've heard that and he's got this film crew following him this season i don't know i i again Bronny is he's gonna play a year of college he signed with usc right that's where uh, right. uh Bronny ended up he's gonna play a year of college at least he's gonna he's gonna probably get drafted in the nba and lebron will probably so i mean Two more years? I think he signed through the 25 seasons. I think he's got two more years with the Lakers to line up exactly with Bronny coming into the league. So he can. So I think we still got three more years of LeBron left. I think there's every reason for him to come back because as we saw after the trade deadline and through a vast majority of these playoffs, a deeper Laker team is a better Laker team. It takes more pressure off of LeBron James. They can rest him, manage his minutes, manage his games, and then maybe he's a little bit more fresh a la Jimmy Butler, uh, for the for a nice, strong playoff run. I, I could see LeBron, if he did, quote-unquote, retire, I could see him coming back midseason or something on those lines. And I could also see them managing his minutes. But I don't I, – I just kind of probably would be surprised if he did hang them up when they actually did make a very, very competitive, strong run. As we mentioned, yeah, they got swept, but they were in every one of those games. Yeah, a little bit of difference in the post conference between LeBron and and Giannis. Uh, LeBron outright says, "Like, yeah, this season wasn't a success." It's like I, I've been to the conference finals. So I've been to the conference finals a lot in my career. I've been to the finals a lot in my career. If if it doesn't end with a championship, it's not a success to me. So a little bit, little bit of a disagreement between how LeBron approaches things and how Giannis approaches things. Uh, so yeah, I, I think LeBron comes back. I, not to say it's a non-story. It's definitely a story because we're talking about it. I just, I can't see him retiring. He's, he's too fucking good. And I know you want to go out on the top of your game or as close to the top of your game as possible. You don't want to be, by the way, 38 year old Michael Jordan, you know, he had been retired for a couple of years and he was rusty and he had double retired and didn't you know, whatever. Uh, he could still put up 50 fucking points if he wanted to. Uh, but this LeBron is much better than 38 year old Jordan. I'll tell you that uh, Jordan is the goat. Jordan is the goat. I'd say LeBron is probably the best athlete, uh, best basketball player over 38 that I've ever seen. And that includes, you know, um, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And, you know, there's a couple of players that, that played uh, late into their careers. I think LeBron is the best old Older player that I've ever seen. That that's for sure. All right, uh, NFL. They uh, the, the owners voted on a couple of rule changes yesterday. Uh, interesting ones, I'd, I'd say the least. The first is that they approved a emergency quarterback, which I guess stems from that San Francisco 49ers uh, Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> NFC Championship game, where the Niners ran out of quarterbacks. Uh, so apparently, they are allowed to have a, a third quarterback on 
the active roster that doesn't count against the game time roster that they can pull in if both the quarterbacks are injured. But if one of the quarterbacks comes back, then that guy can't play until the other the guy gets injured again. It's it's a little convoluted, but long story short, they're following the XFL and the USFL's uh, path to having a third quarterback. I think it makes total sense. I'm I'm surprised that they used to have it. They had it, I think, from 91 to 2010. I think they removed it in the 2011 collective bargaining agreement. I think it's. I think I absolutely. You need a third quarterback, right, Panther? I'm kind of dumbfounded why a team or coaching staff would put themselves in this position anyway. Uh, 53 man roster. You don't have room and a playoff roster. It's not like you're really playing with your depth chart that much. I could. I just. I just can't imagine the most important position on the field. You don't have a backup to your backup because um, injuries, the violent hits these guys take. I, I don't even know if I would have needed a rule. I probably would have had a third bat or you know a third quarterback on my roster. But apparently, this saves everybody. Now they get their 53-man roster and an emergency quarterback who can't touch the field unless uh, both other quarterbacks are basically back in the locker room nursing injuries. Yeah, and they might need the extra quarterback because the associated news that came out with this is that the NFL owners did indeed, I think with a bare minimum, they needed 24 votes. They got the 24 owner votes. Uh, Flex scheduling for Thursday night games between weeks 13 through 17, which means that they could just change up the scheduling as they seem fit. Uh, NFL could decide what they want to do, whether it's playoff implications, whether it's ratings, whatever they want to do. This is the, the Amazon rule, if you will. Currently, here are the flex weeks. Uh, week 13, Seattle Seahawks at Dallas Cowboys. Not a bad matchup. Uh, New England Patriots at Pittsburgh Steelers. Another good matchup. Los Angeles Chargers at Las Vegas Raiders. Pretty good matchup. Good. New Orleans Saints at Los Angeles Rams. Well, that's a shit fest. And then the New York Jets at the Browns could be a good matchup, too. So, I mean, in there, only like one kind of like crappy looking game. And technically, that the, the, the crappy team I'm looking at is my team, the team that won the Super Bowl a couple years ago that does not look so good right now. And, and Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints. So, I mean, some pretty on paper, some pretty good matchups for weeks 13 to 17. But the fact is, they can move these around as they see fit. Is this pressure from Amazon? What, what like, where is this coming from, you think? Uh, it might be pressure from Amazon. They invested a ton of money, but I don't like it. Because if I ever want to see New Orleans versus the Rams, it's on Thursday night. I don't want meaningful football on Thursdays. It's not a good product. I really think this is a bad idea. I would rather have the games flex to Sunday night or even Monday night. Thursday night should be reserved for, you know, Washington versus, and I mean, we used to say the Detroit Lions, but we can't say that anymore. The Green Bay Packers. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, listen, I I understand why they're doing it. I do think that there's a lot of pressure from Bezos and the Amazon team to get a better product. We saw some really awful Thursday night games last year. And down the stretch, you want to be able to play around with scheduling a little bit. But I think this is tough on the players. I think this is tough on the teams. And, you know, let's let's pour one out for the traveling secretary. I'm sorry. Like, really, like that poor fucking those poor fucking people need to like figure out like scheduling and, and hotels and flights. And I mean, I know that they got private planes and stuff like that, but still airport times. I mean, this is, this is, I feel bad for them. So really NFL, you did a disservice to the traveling secretaries in the league. George Costanza, he's, he's unhappy with you. All right, let's take a quick break. After we get back from that break, we're going to talk. Got NBA Eastern conference finals. Could it be over today? We got NHL hockey Panthers, golden Knights playing tonight. And we got a slew of baseball. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? 
back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We are back. We got the Boston Celtics at the Miami Heat. Now, the Boston Celtics throughout this entire playoffs, I don't think that they've been an underdog the entire time. At all. In fact, against against Philadelphia and Philadelphia, they were the favorites. Last game, they were the favorites. Uh, nine. Nine, Panther. It was nine? No, it was a nine. Sorry. The, the nine was game two. Game three, it was six and a half? Six? six three, oh, five, and a half, six, five and a half? Five and a half, something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Celtics, for the first time, by themselves as an underdog, plus one and a half, Miami, Miami minus one and a half. Where are you at in this one? I think I know. I listen. I Boston has shown no heart, really almost no competitiveness. Miami has had an answer for everything the Celtics have thrown at them, and Boston hasn't really had an answer for Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets has, I mean, he's lost, what, 15 years. He's found the fountain of youth. The guy is out there, looks absolutely phenomenal. I, I saw this video last night. They were talking about the uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler went in and did like a layup with three Boston defenders around and you can see the official in the background going like, fuck, like swallowing his whistle. Like he wants to blow it. And he can't cause there was no fouls. Like, damn, I think they even had Boston in a parlay or something. Uh, it, it's, it's Miami. This is a dream season for the heat. I didn't see it coming. I definitely didn't think they had it in them, but how are you going to bet against the heat right now? If they were to lose this game, I'll double down the next game. I'll ride the heat out till they finish this off. 10 bucks on Miami. So there's a couple questions here. Do the Celtics have what it takes to win four games in a row and win this series? Yes. 
I think that they do have what it takes. I think they've got the talent. I think they've got the depth. I think that they have the ability to win four games in a row. Will they do it? No. No. This team is just not playing with fucking any desire or heart. Like, I mean, Jimmy Jimmy Butler has that that Miami Heat team playing. Uh, like, they, they want to win those games. The Celtics, just, they haven't had the want in this. And I, I, I argue that they haven't really had the want other than maybe a, a couple games in that fucking Philadelphia series. You know that the Philadelphia Sixers are sitting at home right now just pissed off. It's like, wait a minute, this is the Celtics team that Miami gets? We got the Celtics team that took us to seven? Like, they, like the Sixers feel like they should be in the finals, right? Uh, the conference finals right now and probably give a better effort than the Celtics are giving right now. There is no answer. That, that that Man, I kept expecting the Celtics to come back from that deficit in that last game. They couldn't do it. Uh, might find themselves in a big hole today. Their uh, three-point shooting, not so good. Miami's been really good at three. Um, Bam Adebayo has been fantastic. There's been no answer for him either. Let's let's not forget about uh, Martin and Strauss and, and, and Love and Lowry. These guys are just all chipping in. Miami Heat should win this one. I'm going to lean the Heat with you. Can't bet against my boys, but I think they lose. I think that's it. I think we get the final set. Uh, on to the NHL, the Vegas Golden Knights looking. Hey, listen, last night, Team of Destiny. It was another close one, one nothing. By the way, I think that was Bobrovsky's first career shutout, by the way. 55, 56 really? games. I think it was his first career shutout. Uh, hat tip to the Florida Panthers up 3-0. Can the Vegas Golden Knights go up 3-0 in their series? We talked about sweeps yesterday. Listen, the Nuggets completed the sweep. More than likely, the Heat finished the sweep. Now, uh, one game away for the uh, Florida Panthers on the sweep. Can the Golden Knights get one game away from their sweep? Panther, I can get you plus 118 on the Golden Knights. Is that where you're at? Oh, my gosh. It's taking a dive. I had, like, plus 130 a couple hours ago. Look, Vegas had to go to overtime both times at home. We know it's a tough task to go into Dallas and win. This is a very, very good home team. Vegas has been a very, very good uh, road team all season long. But if I'm getting Vegas, the number one seed, with a plus line on the road, I can't have a sweep without them winning in Dallas. So I can't lay. I mean, I saw minus 145, so it's had to get better for Dallas. I, I mean, maybe Dallas wins, but Vegas with a plus line, I can't turn it down. Give me my Golden Knights for 10 bucks. Yeah, I can actually get plus 125. So I, I did a refresh over here on my side. I can get you plus 125 at Bet Rivers. So I'll lock that in for you. Uh, as for me, I'm on the stars, but I, you're right. It's a little too chalky. It's minus 140. I do think the stars can win this one at home. I, I love your play, man. At plus 125. Uh, it's hard to um, argue the value there. I just think Dallas avoids the sweep here. I'm going to lean the Dallas Stars minus 140. Which brings us to baseball. A uh, bunch of games on the board today because it is a Tuesday. Panther, where are we starting off at? Uh, let's start off in Cleveland where the White Sox are coming to town. Dylan Cease versus Logan Allen. This should be a pretty good pitching matchup. But I get Dylan Cease and a plus line. It's not a big plus line, but it's a plus line nonetheless. I Listen, this White Sox team has to get correct right now, the remainder of this month, or their season's over. This is their chance to at least get one win and keep things going. Give me the White Sox for 10 bucks. On the opposite side of this one, uh, you're going to get a plus one cent on the White Sox. I'm going to get a minus 121 on the Guardians. I actually think that Cleveland gets it done today. So uh, right off the bat, disagreement, $10 bet on Cleveland. For the record, the only thing that went right yesterday were my plus lines, my chalk 
didn't do shit. So just start taking taking dogs. Hey, we hit Cincinnati. We hit Cincinnati. You back on them today? Uh, no, I'm going to avoid that one. I'm avoiding that one. What I'm going to look at is the battle in the East. Toronto going down to Florida, take on Tampa Bay. Not a great pitching matchup. Jose Barrios, who's not very good on the road, going against Taj Bradley, who's actually been a nice fill-in for this Rays team almost any time, any, regardless of the pitcher, anytime I get Tampa Bay minus 130, uh, just by default, I've got to jump on it. So give me the Rays minus 130, maybe better if you find it, for 10 bucks. Minus 129. Close enough. <laughs> uh, let's hope that the, uh, for your sake, maybe the Blue Jays uh, uh, manager pulls uh, Barrios accidentally like he pulled Manoa the other day. What a fucking idiot. Uh, I like Tampa Bay here as well. I'm not going to bet it, but I'm going to lean the Rays with you. Next game up, we're going to stay in the same division. Baltimore is at the Bronx taking on the Bombers. Kyle Bradish going against Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole got hit pretty hard his last time out. Took his ERA just slightly north of 2.0. I, I Listen, if there's ever a time to bet on Garrett Cole, it's on a rebound after kind of getting shellacked. At home against Bradish, I think the Bombers can take the care of business. There's actually enough probability to me to take the minus 170. I'm greedy. I want the run line. Give me the run line on the Yankees. Yeah, I'll get you that run line. But as I'm pulling up that run line, I'm going to pose you a question. Is it suspect that Garrett Cole had a bad outing right after Herman got suspended for sticky stuff and uh, the umpires were closely looking at Garrett Cole in that last game. Just saying, is that suspect or just coincidence? Because, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'll get you the plus 125 on the run line for the Yankees. So nice. uh, that you get that plus line there. I'm going to be leaning the Orioles on this one. It's hard to, it's hard to disagree. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that Garrett Cole does have a bounce back game as long as his uh, grip <laughs> is okay. So, uh I, I think that he he is the better pitcher in the series, but uh, I like Baltimore. Baltimore is a damn good team, and and yeah, division uh, matchups they're always weird. So plus one fifty five, I'll lean the Orioles. Next game up, good lord, we're gonna stay on the East Coast again. The uh, San Diego Fathers are in the nation's capital, taking on Washington. You Darvish versus Mackenzie Gore. I know you Darvish is one of your favorite starting pitchers to bet on, especially on the road. But I think. That's the problem with these Padres is that Darvish is on the road. Mackenzie Gore, to his credit, this is an overperforming Nationals team. I really don't think they're that good. But Joey Manessis has been playing better. And Mackenzie Gore is probably their staff ace of the future. He's been pitching really well. I get Mackenzie Gore at home against a very mediocre Padres team. Plus 130, I'm all over that. Give me Washington. Plus one thirty for ten bucks. <laughs> this agreement again. I'm gonna lean the hey, Padres. Me. I'm gonna lean the Padres in this one, but I agree. I can't. I can't. I can't bet the fucking Padres, man. Are you I'm fucking you, Darvish? I bet on him once this season. He fucking blew up in the fucking face. I'm not gonna fucking do that. I lean on the Padres. All right, I, I, I'm almost betting. Not only do I get agreement, I think I will get a bet out of you on this next game. The Houston Astros are in Milwaukee for game number two. Astros beat the shit out of Corbin Burns and that Brewer team yesterday. Not exactly a namesake pitching matchup, but J.P. France, who's been a fill-in for McCullers and Garcia and everybody else that's injured for this Astros team, it just seems like 
the Astros can do no wrong with their starting pitchers. Going against Colin Ray, not that country Colin Ray, who's been okay, not great. But the Astros are just the better team. And we saw it yesterday, and we're going to see it again today. Value play, huge value. Take the discount. Give me the Astros, minus 130 for 10 bucks. Hate this one. Something stinks about it. I'm going to lean Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nothing. We agree on nothing. Uh, it's going to be an interesting parlay today. Uh, that's it. I'm done. What do you got? I got two games that you're probably not going to like because I'm going to double dip and I'm going to jump on your Cincinnati Reds against the St. Louis uh, Cardinals. They took extra innings yesterday. The Reds got it done for us. I I like Ashcraft uh, on the mound today versus, uh, sorry, Wainwright just doesn't seem to have it this year. Maybe turning 41, dot, 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 42 uh, later this summer. Uh, has finally caught up with him. I like the Reds here with the plus line. So, yeah, $10 bet on Cincinnati. I, yeah, listen, I like the Reds a lot, almost enough to bet it. But I was five games in. I hit that yesterday, just kind of not really scared. I, I, I like the Reds play. I agree with everything you say. After Ashcraft's last game, though, I mean, he got absolutely destroyed by the Colorado Rockies. That was probably what spooked me a little bit. The Cardinals have been playing a lot better offense. But maybe look at the over in this game. I can see some runs being scored. But I'll give you moral support and lean the Reds. All right, and here we go. My last play of the day. I missed on them yesterday and time to chase some waterfalls and probably miss on them today. Perez is on the mound for the Miami Marlins. Pitched pretty well so far this season. I Gomber is on the mound. He has been getting shellacked pretty hard this year. I I don't think the Marlins get swept by the Rockies here. Rockies, I, again, they're they're an okay team, maybe at home. I I just think the Marlins have to win one of these fucking games. Ten dollar bet on Miami. You know, this was one of the other uh, underdog games that I got yesterday. I almost took the Rockies again today. They the Marlins do have the pitching matchup, but they lose the hitting matchup to almost every team in Major League Baseball. Gomber has shown signs that he's, I mean, he's pitched well and he's pitched horrible. He's been Patrick Corbin on some days and he's been Garrett Cole on other days. It's it, it's a real head scratcher with him, but he got shelled his last game. I, it just spooked me. I'm leaning the Rockies. Can't even give you moral support. Well, we disagreed on everything today. So for the parlay, I am going to throw those Miami Marlins in there. Uh, and then I guess we got the Miami Heat we agreed on, even though I'm not betting them. It seems like the Miami Heat is the other play. So what game are you going to throw into the parlay? Um, Let's see. I, I like my Houston Astros play. All right. So let's find this Astros here. Uh, and then we'll calculate this uh, parlay. And we will call it a day. Uh, where the fuck are the Astros at? I just lost them. All right. So we are plus 509 on our parlay, and that'll take us home. Panther, go ahead. All right. Well, you guys know the deal. We're hanging out on Facebook. We're on Twitter. But it's right here in the Asylum on the Discord channel. Come join us for free. Shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. And when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace.